to another episode of Mastermind Strength Conditioning Podcast. Today is the first episode in our second series. The topic for this second series is discussing getting administration to see the value of strength and conditioning. On today's show, we have head coach Chase Sanders of Cal Poly Pomona with us today. Coach Sanders is the first strength and conditioning coach at his institution, and let's get started with today's podcast. Yes, today, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, more than appreciative for the opportunity. Uh, look forward to uh, talking and see what we can delve into. Awesome, man. Awesome. For our listeners, do you mind just giving a little back uh, bio of yourself, where you came to your position, where you've been previously? Yeah. So, again, my name is Chase Sanders. I am the head strength and conditioning coach here at a small new school in California called Cal Poly Pomona University. Um Kind of just a brief uh, overview of how I kind of got here. Uh, graduated from Brigham Young University, Idaho, in Rexburg, Idaho. If you've ever been to Rexburg, kind of a cold place, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal experience. Ended up uh, doing my bachelor's in exercise physiology out there. Um, as soon as I was done, I went and did my graduate work at Southern Utah University, uh, which is in Cedar City, Utah. And they were one of the very, they were one of the few uh, programs in the country that actually had a master's in actual sports performance. So I got my MS there in sports conditioning and performance. Um, and it was a hybrid program. So half of it was online, half of it was on campus. Uh, so during that time when I was in grad school, I was interning at Weber State University. Um, I was there for a little over a year. And then after I was done with that, I ended up getting the grad assistantship at Utah State University. And again, I was there for a little bit over a year, about a year and a half. And then after that grad assistantship, my mentor from Weber State actually worked with our associate AD here at Cal Poly at a school up in Northern California. Um, Said they were trying to start up a strength and conditioning program here at Cal Poly Pomona because they've never had one before. Um, So uh, he kind of threw my name in the mix and interviewed for it. And I'm going into my fourth year here at Cal Poly Pomona. That's kind of the quick version of of it all. That's awesome, man. That's so cool that you're kind of at that ground level starting the strength and conditioning program there, especially. I love seeing D3 schools start getting new programs. I went to a small D3 in um, Massachusetts, and recently they just got a whole new weight room and varsity, like indoor track, everything. Like, it's pretty exciting. I love how the profession's heading everywhere now. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I mean, for a uh, for Division two program here, um, it's uh... – yeah, we'll delve into a lot of this stuff, but we, we, we've made some pretty awesome changes. And it's, it's really awesome when you have an administration behind you, the things that could get accomplished that you didn't think were possible when you first start up. Absolutely. So for this series of our shows, the next couple ones, we're looking at the, how uh, strength and conditioning gets administration to see the value in what we do. First question I have, and you can elaborate as much as you want, is explain the current relationship between you and your athletic administration. Yeah. So uh, at this moment in time, uh, what is, what's the day today? August 14th, 14th. Uh, 2019. Uh, the relationship with my athletic administration is the best that it's ever been. Uh, it's really strong. Um, it was strong when I first got here, but a different kind of strong in regards to things that I think we needed to upgrade our facility. Hey, here's what goes into my job. Uh, the uncomfortable talk, uh, the uncomfortable conversation my salary so now it's awesome now we can have discussions like that where it's not not like a quick no rather than a quick no now the conversations are like okay 
let's talk, let's see what we can do. And the, the, the ability to grow and continue to grow, especially at this level has been a big thing for me. Um, and it's made a relationship between myself and the administration. Awesome. Uh, they see a lot of the stuff that we're doing out here. They're seeing the benefits that it's brought to our student athletes. Um, and the positive reviews we're getting from student athletes, from the athletic trainers, uh, and just people who come in, alumni, just random people from the university. Uh, you know, they speak about the stuff that we're doing in here. And you know, when your administration hears the stuff like that, you know, like that 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 puts a good stamp on what we're doing here from a sports performance department. So, from a relation standpoint, you know, I think we're in the best spot that we've ever been in, and I'm very excited to see what we can do here in this year and in the years to come. Awesome, that's some great stuff. One thing you talked about is having those uncomfortable conversations. How did they initially begin to kind of like where they are now? You said they've gotten a lot better. How did you personally go about getting those conversations even in front of someone? Yeah. So I always will kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, when I took the job, again, I had no idea how to be a head conditioning coach. Again, I feel like I come under from some of the, I think I come from under the best strength coaches from a mentor standpoint in the world. Um, and I remember interviewing for the job and they brought me in here and, they showed me the weight room and it was just a dump, like just to call it what it is. Like we're literally in a shed and on the outside of the weight room, it's literally a shed and you come on in, it's a full fledged weight room. When I first got here, it was literally probably a million times worse on the inside. Like it, it, it was bad. And I remember accepting the job and calling my mentor and I was like, Hey man, like I, I was, I was literally confused and I didn't know like what to do because in the end, when you know, you're GA and a lot of the time it's like, you're learning how to coach, you're learning how to program, you're learning how to run a room. You know, I it, more often than not, you're not, you feel like you're not fully prepared to head a, de, uh, head a department, especially a school that's never really had a, head, a strength and conditioning program just in general. So I remember just calling him like, dude, I don't know what to do. And he's like, dude, hey, you got to figure it out yourself. Like, there's only so much like I can give you. Like, you have to go in and figure it out and do it. Like, I'll give you some suggestions, but it's on you to make this stuff happen. Um, so when I first got here, and again, I didn't know what to do, but I was confused because, again, not to throw all, you know, I think it's cool to have these conversations because I think it's it, it shouldn't go unsaid. But as a, a, a Division two head strength coach, my salary in Southern California, you know, it may have not been the best, right? Like, I'll flat out tell you, my, 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 my salary was under $30,000. So it's like, how are you supposed to, you know, live in Southern California $30,000 and you're the head of a strength and conditioning program? So it, it, it's, it was hard to kind of conceptualize, you know, that fact. But in the end, it was my job to educate our administration on what I'm my what I bring to the table and what my job is and what I'm supposed to be doing. And here's kind of like a, what goes in the day in the life of a, of a strength and conditioning coach. So. The, the, the good thing is, is all the administration here, like they were ears open um, just because, you know, it took us a while to get to where we are now. Didn't mean they weren't willing to make the progress that we needed. But again, they're still trying to figure this whole thing out. Like I was trying to figure this whole thing out. So I remember the first day I literally came in here and I asked like, hey, like, can I get like a couple hundred dollars like for like bands and lacrosse balls and little things like that? And like, not that it was a no. I was like, oh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Because again, like, it, it, it was still not that it wasn't our priority, but it was still something that we were all trying to learn how to do together. So once we started getting those things, they started seeing the like, you know, the structure put into play, uh, everyone being on a specific lifting schedule, um, injury rates going down, uh, 
teams performing well, even though, again, that's just a, we're such a small subset of that happening. In the end, you have players and you have coaches or you don't. Uh, but what we're doing in here is hopefully helping them a little bit in whatever sport they're competing in. So, again, it's taken a little bit of time. But to go from where we were then to where we are now is like night and day. And I think it was just having to get there. And in the end, I, I look at it as I was trying to prove myself. So I try to make those conversations. Like if I couldn't really get quote unquote what I wanted, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to prove to my admins. I'm going to prove to my bosses why my position is value and what I bring to the table is going to help benefit our athletic department. So, and that's where we're at now. And, and now I, and I still have a bunch of proof. I still feel like I haven't, I'm not even close to, I think, what we can do here. But that constant pursuit of us trying to be great and trying to push the, 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 the threshold, especially at the Division Two level, I think, you know, we got some good things in the work that I think will continue to help, you know, drive up that trust even more with the administration. So, again, a big, long, elaborate answer. But I, it, it, it's really, I really wish people could see, like, where we were at when I first when I first got here. Yeah, that's awesome because I'm looking at back. I see you got like a skier back there. You got some dumbbells. You got you yeah. got some stuff back there from only the little bit I can see. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about is you kept – I think you brought it up twice is is proving yourself. We're still a young profession. We started yeah. what, like early 70s let's say maybe? Yeah. Boyd Epley at – was it Nebraska kind of would be like yeah, the sir. first strength and conditioning yep. coach? Absolutely. Do you feel like we're, st- we're still young enough where we need to prove ourselves or like do you still think it's kind of like a setback on why we're not – taking bigger steps in the profession as a whole or is it just thinking that's kind of this weird in the middle people value us they see what we bring but really don't understand the full increments of all the science and all the yeah. mentorship i mean just being i always tell my coaches and my players that like i love my job because i'm the one who doesn't control playing time i know more yeah. about my players than probably some of the head coaches do just because they're not fearful of me because i'm not going to take playing time away from yeah. their scholarship money yeah, I think it goes back to what you just said. I think it's almost somewhere in between. Uh, in the end, like I knew when I got here, um, I knew the administration. I knew my AD. I knew my associate AD. I knew our head athletic trainer. I knew they valued my position. Um, I knew they what we were trying to do was, was important. But in the end, I felt like it was my job to educate and kind of show them the day in the life of what's going on out here. Because in the end, like, we're in the weight room. They're over in a separate building doing their own thing. Again, those guys have mm-hmm. eight things going on. They should not have to think about, hey, what's our cleaning conditioning coach doing? So I always try to make it a point, at least on my end, because, again, the building's not too far away. It's less than a quarter of a mile up the, up the road. All I got, I, I try to go up there every single day and show face, talk to them, say what's up. Our athletic director is awesome. I mean, not many schools where you can just go into your athletic director's office and just say, hey, what's up? I try to go in there at least once a week, knock on the door. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Steph, our associate AD, I talk with her almost every single day. Our head athletic trainer, he's kind of in that admin role as well. And I'm talking to that dude constantly. Um, he he He's our head athletic trainer. He's a big admin guy for us. And he's a guy I constantly have communication with on what we're doing out here. And he's been... And I feel like he's been obviously one of the big reasons why we've become as successful as we are. So having him on my side and being able to take the information that we've gotten in here and take it to the higher ups, it's been able to help us in regards to funding and getting the things that we need. Um, And I think, and again, I'm not saying what we're doing is right or wrong because it's not. Uh, In the end, this program has never had a strength and conditioning coach before. So they really, I guess, in the end, like maybe they just don't know any better. But I work around a bunch of really, 
are people who can sense, you know, BS right away. And if they thought what we were doing was BS, then obviously they probably wouldn't be as supportive as they are. But luckily, I'm not afraid to have those conversations. And to like, hey, like in the end, like if you have a conversation with the AD, the associate AD, with the higher up admins, you never know what's going to happen unless you have the conversation. If you just write on the wall and you have all these things in your notes like, oh, I, I wish I had this. I need to do this. I need to talk to people about this. But you don't do it then nothing's ever going to get done. That's one of the biggest things I ever learned here is like, if I didn't ask, it's always going to be a no. If I at least ask, yeah. If I at least go in there and at least, Hey, here's what I think. Here's what I think we can use. Okay. I might get a no, but at least they kind of heard me out and I, at least they probably gave me a reasoning. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it does. And I like how it kind of transitioned into like bridging the gap. Cause one thing I want to talk about, you say you're very in the office. You're able to go up and say hi to them. Then it's four years, right? You said that you've been there building this relationship. So originally, would you have maybe in the beginning maybe had to have more plans or more structure or maybe kind of like an outline if I'm looking for like, hey, I need a hundred bucks for bands actually showing or kind of bringing that value of why I need that bands? Yeah. So maybe this was more so. So this is errors on my part. And I tell my interns, I tell my, I tell all my people this, like I will air all my dirty laundry when it comes to like mistakes that I've made. Again, I'm only 29 years old. Like I, I know I'm still very, 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 very young in this field. Um, but I, I, I like to say I'm really aware. I'm always, re- I'm always learning. I've, I, I've been under great mentors. So I'm always kind of like trying to keep myself thinking and thinking ahead. And one of the errors that I made, and this is something I greatly learned from, is I literally, I, I literally thought I could just go in and be like, hey, I need this. And it almost shouldn't even be a negotiable. Especially if you saw the facility that we had. It's like, hey, I, we need this. And I should have been able to get it. And I would maybe give like a brief explanation. But more often than not, that wasn't going to work out. So I'm like, okay. And so then I'm coming in like a hothead, all upset because I'm not getting what I want. So I'm like, a, I'm, I'm like a little baby having a temper tantrum. And that's how I was at 25 years old. Like I was, I was a little baby having temper tantrums because I wasn't getting what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, it, But that's things that you learn. That's things you evolve from. You realize, hey, we're, we're, if we're trying to be professionals in this field, you have to have a plan. You have to have outlines. You got to be able to have professional and mature adult conversations. Um, you got to be able to have those uncomfortable conversations and they have to be serious. You can't go in there goofy and quirky all the time. You can't wear the stereotypical strength and conditioning hat on. Hoorah. And that's how I was for the longest time. And more so because that's just my personality. I'm real. I'm, I'm, I'm loud. I'm kind of like all over the place mm-hmm. from a, from, from a uh, just that's just how I am. But I've had to learn how to become a professional. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've really learned from Rum, who's our head athletic trainer here. Like he's the guy that has taught me big time. Like, hey, here's how you want to be a professional. If you're trying to get stuff from the higher ups and from the admins, these, I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but these might be some ways to help develop people from a professional standpoint. And again, first year, you know, all right, Rum, I got you, blah, 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 blah. But the, more I would not listen to him and keep doing what I, was, what I was trying to do, nothing was happening. As soon as I looked at myself in the mirror, I'm like, hey, man, if you're trying to be a better coach, and this is at the end of my first eval with him, the end of my first year, hey, if you're trying to get better as a coach, like these are changes that you have to make. You have to learn to be a professional. It's okay. Come in with a polo and a tucked in shirt some days. Uh, go have, you know, be on hiring committees, do these things. Let the admins and the administration see you doing more roles than just strength and conditioning. That way, when you actually go in and have these 
conversation about stuff that you may need. They've seen your face enough. They see that you're putting work, just not in the strength and conditioning uh, part, because in the division two level, we wear multiple hats. So it's not like I'm just a strength coach. I mean, that's again, my job, but I feel like I'm wearing, I'm wearing 8 million different hands. You know, we're helping the athletic department set stuff up for, for meetings. Uh, we're on hiring committees. I was on the homecoming committee for the university. You know, I'm trying to put myself in other roles just to get me more familiar with the administration side of things. Because again, I'm not, one day I would maybe like to go towards that route. You know, a lot of the strength coaches, again, those associate athletic director roles, mm-hmm. that's something I would love to start doing. But in the end, I'm not, I don't, think I'm ready for it yet so over the course of these four years I've learned I've learned and I've learned and now that I'm where I'm at now it makes sense why I was having to learn all those lessons the previous four years that's a a lot of good content I think definitely the one we get I get lost in is uh professionalism going to meetings and not always just being in a t-shirt and sweatpants maybe just throwing a polo on even if you're meeting with your coaches just kind of bring a different side to you that's not always the screaming guy in the weight room or the guy who always, always wants to get heavy under the barbell yeah, and I mean, it's till this day, though, I'm still like the one that comes in the morning. Again, you know, we're the first ones in the morning. I'm, you know, you and myself, you, myself, any other strength coach, like for me, like if I want to get my training in, I'm in here at 4, 4.30 in the morning before the first team comes rolling at 6.45. So as soon as like I'm done and coaches start rolling into the offices, I'm, I, I walk by everyone's office. I yell their name at the top of my lungs. I try to get everyone hyped up for the day. And then I'm out the door going to the weight room. But everyone knows that, hey, that Chase, it's Dang it, it's Chase. Chase is down the hall. But yeah. after my personality, I'm trying to get everyone geeked up. But at the same time, when we need to sit down and have a serious conversation, you know, I, it, it's, it's on me to make sure I'm still being a professional. That's awesome. Um, for you, uh, you said you have interns and GAs there? Yeah, so we're working on getting the GA thing figured out. Um, some things fell through this this past fall. But, I, but the way that we're on now is we're going to hopefully have a GA spot opened up in the spring. And then – this past actually right now is like our first actual internship program so i've had like interns in the past uh but i always tell like my previous interns that i had like man i'm sorry like i had no idea what i was doing no idea how to have interns didn't know what to delegate stuff because i have a hard time delegating didn't know what to delegate stuff um so now last semester i had two interns and i finally just put my foot down like hey man like you have people that want to come and you and they want to come get their foot in the door hey you got to develop a curriculum you got to you got to develop some kind of internship program so that's been kind of like my big project this summer is getting our internship program developed um so this in this this fall semester i have four interns actually awesome. <laughs> so awesome. and the awesome thing is too is they're all students here at cal poly um it's a really 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 early talks we're trying to get partnering up with our because we have a master's in exercise science here and again a lot of the kids they need real world experience mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's like a topic me and the head guy for the exercise science program had is like hey man why don't we just make you an instructor and then kids and make your internship like a course that way our kids can get the credit for their graduate degree just by coming to intern for you you might be able to get a little bit extra money out of it because you'd be quote unquote the instructor again not saying it's going to happen it was just like something that we just threw off the top of our heads but that's the kind of stuff that i'm saying on us trying to progress here as a sports performance department so if i can every single semester get two or three kids from the grad program hey i don't really need to like reach out to like because again we're in southern california you got your uscs ucla san diego states ucsb right up the road pepperdine loyola Marymount. 
And I can keep going with the number of schools that are here that have bigger name titles. And mm -hmm. just with a bigger name title, that's a lot more enticing. That's totally fine. Like, hey, go take advantage of those opportunities. But if I can get kids who are on campus and I can just keep cycling it and I don't have to stress about every single semester, like, oh, man, I didn't get any interns because all the interns went somewhere else. Well, cool. I, I'm starting to build up some kind of credibility, at least in the sports performance department. Hey, we're getting kids at Cal Poly. But went after grad school, they had a great, phenomenal experience in the college weight room. They might say it to someone else who's outside of campus and they might reach out and then hopefully we can get this, you know, this thing actually officially going. So this past actually yesterday, we just finished up our first ever internship orientation. So that was really awesome to do. So next step is obviously a GA. Uh, that would be the next big step. Um, so right now we're kind of working on one. One of my interns has been with me for the past year. Once she gets her CS. Yes, uh, you know, that's a tough, you know, it's a tough exam to get. Yeah. Once you get to that, though, we got her into the grad program. Hey, we might be able to offer that GA spot for her. Not saying we can give her a tuition waiver, but we can pay her some hour like a student worker and give her some mm -hmm. hourly money, give her the grad assistant title, start giving her teams, giving her graduate assistant uh, roles. And it's going to lighten up my load. It's going to teach her how to lead the interns and having to learn to kind of control a group of individuals to achieve a common goal. So, that's kind of the steps where we're going right now, and I'm very curious to see how it plays out. I'm excited for it, though. That's awesome. When you said uh, developing your uh, intern program, being the first head coach down there coming from your previous GA, have you thought about incorporating in the program anything more about dealing with administrations or being a header? Because I know we just recently came up with our new intern program, and it just seems like there's so much you try to give them, but you don't want to overwhelm them. Yeah. You only have 15 weeks if you're doing it per semester, so you're trying yeah. to make sure you hit all your big rocks with – programming yeah. exercise selection um ha have you thought of that trying to bring more of like an administration like education piece or would that be something you would maybe wait till when you get your ga let them get their big rocks and then no honestly like when it comes to that that, that kind of topics and those kind of topics and those kind of discussions i literally split it i'm the way i kind of my curriculum and the way I look at it right now it's literally split like half and half like half programming sets reps exercise selection all that stuff but then it's like dealing with athletes dealing with admin when you become ahead working with the budget all those kind of things because in the end like I think you know so myself the x's and o's all that stuff is like interchangeable and in the end like you can whatever it is you're going to do not saying it's right or wrong as long as you don't get the, as long as you're not getting the athlete hurt, you're getting results. Teams are winning games. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, continue to evolve and continue to learn. But you can kind of, you know, get away with some stuff. But the, the the hard thing is, and the part that I'm trying to drill home with our with 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 the interns that I have right now is number one, learning how to communicate. That's my biggest thing, right? Like communication is one of the big things. If you you can be the smartest guy in the room, and again. Uh, one of my mentors, Alan Bishop, he's now the director of men's basketball at the University of Houston. And again, he, he will he always say like, hey, cool, man, you can, you know, you can cite super training, you can do all these crazy research articles. But if you can't communicate a basic dynamic warm up to a bunch of, I don't know, uh, women's basketball players, then all those X's and O's that you know so much about doesn't mean anything. If you can't have a normal human to human interaction, then it's going to be really hard to coach because in the end, when you are coaching, you are communicating. Yep. So I think you got to be able to nail that part down before anything else, like before. And I mean, obviously, you have to have some kind of base knowledge. But if you can't have a normal conversation, then you're going to be have you're going to have a real hard time being a coach. And that's one of the big things I'm trying to stress to them. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from the whole, you know, uh, the big, you know, Brett Bartholomew has done a great job.
with that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I have read Conscious Coaching. I wanted to do his online courses and stuff like that. Reading that book was like a huge eye opener. It's like, dude, like the X's and O's and the programming is like, it's a big part. But at the same time, it's not the end all be all. You got to be able to communicate what you want and what you want effectively. So that was number, you know, that's like, that's like our big thing. Number two, dealing with athletes, right? Like all these athletes have different type of personalities and back to the communication thing, but dealing with athletes, all athletes have different kind of, kind of, kind of you know, communication styles, different backgrounds, different upbringings, uh, different ambitions. You can't communicate and talk to every single athlete the same way. And that, and even the same teams the same way. That's something I've learned. Yeah, um, you know, again, how to deal with administration, how to deal with difficult coaches. Um, that's kind of the big stuff that I'm really actually putting an emphasis on when it comes to our internship program. Now, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. I have no idea. But I think those are topics that need to get discussed with now before like kids get GA spots. Cause you don't want a kid to go ahead and be a GA and just like a deer in headlights when things start going a million miles an hour. So no, but I definitely had that experience during my GA, just kind of being thrown to the fire and never having to talk, really talk to sports coaches or sit in those meetings and you kind of got to learn on the fly. But I agree with you with the communication piece, everything I try to teach my interns or GAs we have, it's, the athletes don't care what you know until they know you care. Yeah. I say if that's the only thing you learn from leaving here for this semester internship, you're, you're in the right direction. Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing I preach to my, uh, my, 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 my interns, my athletes, the staff, when I get recruits, like it's the, it's the number one thing I, I tell them. In the end, like I spend, and you know, like strength staff, we spend more time with these kids than any other coaches and probably anyone else will. I mean, obviously athletic trainers are with them a lot and they have mm-hmm. a huge role. But dude, I, again, I, I'm sure it's like with you, I have kids who just come in here and just want to chill out when they're done. They want to just chill, grab a phone roll, hang out, talk. They, you know, Chase, keep throwing ESPN on the TV during this period, sit down, chop it up a little bit. Hey, how's school going? How, how are you and your girlfriend doing? You and your boyfriend are doing all right. Hey, man, how's school te- treating you? You know, they like to have those conversations. Yeah. And I always tell, hey, the biggest thing that we got to do here is our relationships with our athlete have to be like A1. They have to be 100%. And we got to make, we got to let these athletes know, like in the end, like I have nothing but love for all of you. Again, I am with you guys all the time. And I am your biggest fan. I'm your biggest supporter. But at the same time, there's work that needs to be done. That way, if there's ever a situation, and we've had a number of them here, where I got to jump a kid's crap, kick a team out of the weight room, be upset for a second, they know it's not like, oh, man, Coach Chase is pissed off. And there it is again. It's like, no, we know the expectation. We messed up. He's upset about it. He expects more from us. We know it's coming from a good place. Let's step it up. They're going to be a lot more receptive to that than you maybe being an a-hole from day one and then being turned off completely. Like, okay, this guy's kind of an asshole. I don't want to really associate myself with that. And anytime you jump with them, that's when you might get a reaction. You might get, you know, an outlook you might not be wanting to get from a response standpoint. So, again, relationship with our athletes is like one thing that that we stress on with with, with our staffs here. Yeah, I always say I'd rather be a disappointing. Uh, have you feel like I'm a disappointing father than just like a screaming crazy man who's just always being an asshole to you? Yeah, I like it, man. No, exactly. You couldn't have said it better. Um, to kind of we'll bring this back a little bit. So, being there for four years, what actions have you taken to create a better line of communication with your administration? I know you say you're always up there. You have a very open door policy with your AD being able to go and talk in there. Is there any times you invite him down for lifts or doing kind of any? Strength and conditioning, 
I don't want to say symposiums, that's not the right word, but yeah. maybe if you're doing not even a clinic, but just something you're doing in the weight room that's maybe not even weight room specific, you just have intern talks or classroom times, inviting them down to see more so than just the yeah. loud music in the weight room. Yeah, so great thing you bring that up. So the first day of our internship program, I invited the athletic trainers down to it so they can kind of see what's going on um and again the reason why i brought one the, the i brought the athletic training staff is number one i'm in constant communication with them all day number two our head athletic trainer is you know one of the associate ad's here so he plays a big role in our admin side um and again it's good for me to have him kind of see what we're doing down here that way he can deliver the message up to the other higher-ups like hey man you should see what they're doing down there it's awesome uh and, and that works out that way um, I've always, I've, I, I always walk around and I'll walk by like our, my, my boss's office and the AD's office and be like, Hey man, cause every single, like what we're doing now this semester is, I apologize. What we're doing this semester is, um, I block off about like 90 minutes. So I basically split the days up into two. So like my morning rush is my morning rush, you know, 6:45 to like, oh, like 10 30 straight of teams boom 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 uh, so it was like an hour gap and i put on the schedule like staff workouts uh continuing education with the interns even though i might be doing continuing ed hey staff come in and work out this is your time to get your workouts in so it's been really awesome not just the admins but getting the whole entire athletic department not saying everyone's coming out here but coaches take advantage of the open hours coming in here working out um you know, I'll get the associate AD, Steph. I love her dearly. She comes out here and she'll get her workouts in every once in a while. Um, you know, it's funny. I brought up, hey, I think, you know what, as an athletic department, I think every Tuesday and Thursday we have this thing called U-Hour where it goes from uh, noon to one where, like, you know, all the athletes, like, they don't have classes. It's a time for them to, like, get their homework done, uh, get, in the, get in the lab, do we got to do and then what i want to do during that u hours have like a staff workout every tuesday thursday everyone in the athletics department needs to come down to the weight room i have the workout out on the board and i think we would be able to one will work a lot better i think everyone's gonna leave after the workout hey man like i'm for refreshed i'm ready to go uh, again it's just an idea I, I i have proposed it a couple of times and my boss is like hey man if you want me to do that, is there going to be a tequila bar, a margarita bar? Like, what's there going to be afterward? I'm like, can I get some wine afterward? I'm like, dang, man. But it's just I throw it out there because, again, I'm trying to make sure I get all of them involved with what we're doing out here. When I first got here, it was very just cut off. Let me do my job. I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm the strength and conditioning coach. That wasn't allowing us to get better at all. No, I think that's definitely a great idea, and I actually wrote that down. I might actually steal that idea eventually wherever I end up next, but I think that's awesome, like having your staff come in, having hours, but I think having that time where it's kind of just a community. You guys are yeah. you're sweating together. You guys are going through the same tribulations, you could say, through the same hardships of that workout, and it just kind of helps build that stronger community around it. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I'm not saying it's going to go through. I have proposed it. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not going to happen, but I've suggested the idea and it's out there and it's on the table. So, so you've mentioned that you wear multiple hats outside of being a strength and conditioning coach. What is your biggest asset you feel like you're bringing to your department besides being the head strength and conditioning coach? Man, it, it sounds weird and it's cliche because every strength coach is like this, but uh, hey, man, I like to think we're like energizer bunnies of, of, of the whole entire uh, department and it's very cliche but you know how it is coaches you know when you know if they're winning everything's good if they're losing everyone's walking on eggshells um you know man we had a rough year from an academic standpoint uh, i mean 
you never you never know what what people's moods are going to be like so i always try my best to keep my mood consistently the same like no matter whether we win we lose people are in bad moods good moods pissed off i don't care i'm still coming in i'm hyping people up i'm still yelling at the top of my lungs and it's not to be loud or an annoying but it's like okay man this guy like he's here 12 13 hours a day 10 hours day and he's still coming with it every single day so if i'm and, and i'm always like walking around like, hey man come on let's be great today let's be great today and the thing is like it might sound cliche but i'm being dead ass serious like i'm being serious like let's get after it today man like hey we work with college athletes for a living we coach for a living we don't have like our jobs ain't that bad in comparison to like some of the stuff that goes out there on the real world let's smile let's wait if we woke up we get to come back to our jobs whether we win loss don't care. Let's get after it today. So again, I think from, from my role, I always have to say my job is to like, it's, a, it's the very cliche. Like I try to keep everyone motivated and locked in. Um, and that is hard because again, a lot of the times it's not, it's not that I'm putting up a front, but sometimes, Hey, you know, as a strength coach, like the whole burnout thing, getting tired, like we can't ever be tired. As strength coaches, we can't not ever be tired because in the end, when the athletes come in, you got to have game face on ready to go. So there might be times sometimes where I got a mask and be like, oh, man, I'm tired. Uh, training's kicking my ass. I got a lot of admin stuff. I'm behind on some of my programming. Uh, whatever, went, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you got to be able to, like, put a wall up and turn it off and be able to get to work. Um, and that's just something that I've been trying to bring to the table when it comes to, you know, our department here. And I don't know if it's working. I hope it is, but I always want to tell, I always want to say I'm consistent with what I'm doing from a mentality standpoint and the energy I bring to this department. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much, that's, that's the bit that, and then that's the big thing. Uh, you know, I, I try to, you know, I try to be an open ear to everyone. Um, you know, we all got stuff going on, not just outside of here, right? Like we all have issues that's going on and sometimes it's good just to like not talk about teams, players, uh, injuries that may have happened to an athlete sometimes you might just want to get a coach or an admin in in, in the building and you just want to just dude hey how's how's home man how's life outside of here and just to be able to have those real and those real conversations and have those conversations that you want to strive and get better from uh that's what i try to bring to the table because again i don't know how much of those conversations go on and i think that's something that i bring from my marriage uh again me and my wife just recently got married back here in may and again our conversations are it's always like hey what can we do to like be great we're both trying to be you know the best in our fields and best in what we do and i think it's cool where you can have a conversation with someone especially who's your significant other about the love and the greatness you're trying to achieve in your respected field and i think it just it, it, it hypes me up i get hyped up talking about it even the same thing when i have talks with coaches admins when we talk about stuff that we're trying to do for the future or where we're at right now that shit gets me hyped and hopefully get them hyped and that's just kind of something that i'm bringing to the table uh, that i think i'm bringing to the table um so yeah that's awesome it's something i've never thought about i mean being the energizing buddy of course you're always there working with your kids trying to get them going motivated i mean football coaches are always coming into our office screaming out where's the juice if we're actually like trying to write an email or doing something productive outside of just being crazy um but i like how you're talking about bringing value even outside the weight room, I'm trying when you were talking about it, thinking about like anytime I talk to my sports coaches or athletic trainers, like it's always work related. Yeah. It's never really just like, oh, hey, how's your wife? How's your husband? Like 
oh, saw on Instagram, like your dog was at the dog. Like it's, yeah. it's always working. I think it's also a nice to also give that five, 10 minutes of just being able to decompress, realize that we are all humans. We all have lives outside of this world of athletics, which we all know working in, it is very consuming. It's kind of, it's all you breathe. It's all you know. Yeah, and I literally call that, like, and I call those conversations, at least in the middle of the workday, hey, I call that a strength coach's power nap. That's literally what I call it, because, again, we're not going to sleep, but me having those kind of conversations, it kind of, like, resets me. It gets me in the right line of thinking. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten um, my boss's office, and, like, he has to, like, talk me off a cliff, whether I was pissed off at a team, whether I'm upset with how, you know, something was ran or how things are being done. Not from like a negative standpoint, just like, hey, on my end, like, what can I do to be better? Or I'm upset about someone showing up late. And rather than me, like, dwell on it, he's just like, hey, like, what are you, like, relax? Like, what are you trying to, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, you have eight other teams today. Like, move on from it. Hey, you think of how far we've come as a department. Like, think about what we've done and where we're going. Like, don't let the the small thing, like, bug you. I was listening to a podcast. There's a, um, I was listening to a talk given by inky johnson yesterday and he was just talking about when something bad he's talking about like sentence structure and basically he was talking about you know when you're trying to end a sentence you obviously put a period to start something new so the way he was kind of framing it is when we kind of have like a trial or tribulation we basically like put a comma by it because you're not really ending it you kind of like keep going on with something else he's like hey if you have a scenario where something bad shit happens um you know, something negative goes on in your life. Hey, rather than putting a comma on it and just carrying on with what you're doing and kind of holding that grudge because you're still continuing on that sentence, dude, put a period at it. It's done. It's over with. Go on to the next paragraph and start typing again. And for some reason, I was just like, you know, again, it was just one of those things like I have very, I think very few glass shattering moments in my life. I think I I can count like a handful on my hand, but it was one of those things I really sat back and I thought about it and I was like, He's right. Like he's really like that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and that's, you know, that's those are conversations you can't be afraid to have. And you got to be able to be, you know, vulnerable just because you're a strength coach doesn't mean you're a Superman. You know, as much as we like to claim to be, hey, like you're vulnerable, you're a human being, mental health, you know, your you, your you know, your physical training, all that stuff's still important. So you got to make sure you're right upstairs and you feel like your body's right before you can give the best to your athletes. Sorry, that's a completely random tangent that I just went on, but <laughs> I felt very strongly about that phrase that I heard yesterday. No, I like it. And you said that came from your administrator? No, no, that was so those are conversations that we have. What the whole like Inky Johnson, like comma okay. period. That was just a podcast or a talk I was listening okay. to yesterday. That's awesome though. I think I still though, I think that's great because I can I was just when you were telling me, I'm thinking like, yeah, I do that. I put commas after that. Like I'll ride things for weekends and things like that and just let them keep building, building. And first it's just like, Hey, that was it. Be done with it. Yeah. I think it's, I, I don't know. I just think that's some great content right there. Yeah. Coach Sanders. I really appreciate you coming on the show today, man. I really appreciate the information you're giving us being the first head strength coach. I mean, you pretty much started from the ground up. You've had some good times. It seems like you've had some bad times, but it really looks like you're doing a lot over there and administration seems to be really supportive of you over there. Yeah, man, we're doing some great things over here. I'm really excited going into year four. Uh, you know, we have a lot of great things coming up in the books. You know, we're trying to distinguish ourselves between, you know, all the other Division Two teams, you know, Division Two schools in the country. And that's not trying to put us on the pedestal and trying to say that we're the best, but it's something that we're striving to do. And just because you might be a Division Two school and you might have a lower budget, 
that doesn't mean you still can't find your way to like still develop the best strength and conditioning department like that you can possibly imagine. And that's the great thing about me and the head athletic trainer here. Like me and him are on the same page on that. And the fact that he's in the admin role and me and him have a very like-minded mindset when it comes to that, it makes my job a lot easier when I come in here and realizing what we're trying to accomplish. So it makes life a heck of a lot easier. And I'm very excited to see what we do here in the future. Um, Hopefully, you know, some of the things that we have talked that talked about, hopefully they come to fruition because that's going to, again, continue to distinguish us between other teams in our conference and in the country. And again, we're trying to develop the best sports performance department that we can. Awesome, man. I'll definitely be in touch, see how things be going with you. And uh, hopefully we'll be having you on the show again soon. Awesome. Big time. I appreciate you again and good luck with you over there. Awesome. Thank you. As we wrap up again, I just want to say thank you to Coach Sanders for coming on today's show. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and comment. Next week will be our second episode in this series looking at administration, seeing the value in strength and conditioning. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Mastermind Strength and Conditioning Podcast.